This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 125. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. In today's episode of our podcast, we're going to tackle vegetarian and vegan cooking for one. Now, just because it's just you doesn't mean that you should cave into fast food. This is probably cooking for one is one of the bigger temptations for becoming a junk food vegetarian, I would say. Yeah. And and I've fallen victim to that too when you go out of town. And mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. We can talk about the breakfast cereal uh, for dinner. <laughs> well today we're gonna share some simple tips to keep you eating healthy meals when it's just you. Even and this isn't just about being single. I mean maybe you're the only one in your family that's a vegetarian or vegan. So we're gonna hopefully share some tips that will help you through that. Right. But first, a new rating. Yay. All right. So this is from September 25th of 2015. And it is from Christy 6D, who says, great podcast. I just started listening to this podcast a few days ago and love it. I have been vegan for a little over a year and became a vegetarian in 2012 for ethical reasons. I also live in Texas and know some of the challenges of living in a state with a meat centric mindset. From this podcast, I have already taken away many interesting facts and talking points to help others become interested in living a cruelty-free, plant-based life. Thanks for all you do. Well, howdy, Christy, 6D fellow Texan. Texan. (laughs) And thank you so much for leaving us that rating. That's awesome. We really appreciate you taking a couple minutes and heading out there because that helps other people find us just like you. So really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, so what's next, Larissa? What are we going to talk about here? All right, well, before we get into the kind of strategies, let's take a minute and just go over some benefits of cooking for yourself, for one. Um, Yeah, and as we talked about just in the intro, one of those is it eases the temptation a little bit more to become a junk food vegetarian and eat processed food, right? Right, exactly. And that, you know, on the emotional side of things, well, there are lots of obvious health benefits, which we can talk about in a second. But on the emotional side of things, I mean, it it also can be really empowering. So when you're cooking for yourself, you're taking charge of what you're putting in your body and what you're eating. You're not just kind of like just giving in to, to going and getting some vegetarian fast food somewhere or, or uh, eating processed stuff out of a box or whatever. I mean, you're, you're actually making your own stuff. Yeah, and, and it feels good to feel like you're in charge. Yeah. You're doing something about your mm-hmm. health, right? Right, and cooking itself can be really therapeutic. I mean, when you're in the kitchen and you're doing things with your hands and you're, you're making this thing out of of just individual ingredients and then it all comes together and it tastes great. I mean, that can be very therapeutic. Yeah. I'll also say that if you adopt a diet of healthy home cooked meals, it also helps you ease some of your stress and anxiety and even depression around feeling like I'm not taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. And you know, it just, that's kind of snowballs that, that feeling uh, snowballs when you're just like, 
sitting on a couch, eating a bag of Cheetos, you know, right. (laughs) It just like, to me, that leads to more bad behaviors or behaviors Mm -hmm. that you don't really want. Right. Mm -hmm. I know I feel it, it works the other way too. So when I am out getting regular walks, we started, we, we talked about making sure we're juicing again regularly. Mm-hmm. We have not been juicing regularly. That Those are all things that contribute the other side of that, right? And right. I think cooking at home is one of the components that help of a healthy lifestyle overall. Right. And, you know, just one thing that I'll add to that, since I have a history of depression and other, you know, problems like that is that sometimes you're just going to have to push yourself. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I, I know personally is difficult sometimes is to just, you're going to have to make yourself do it sometimes. Um, just try to keep in mind the benefits, you know, and if you do make yourself a nice healthy meal, as opposed to a bag of Cheetos or a bowl of cereal, and I'm looking at myself, if I had a mirror, I'd be giving myself the <laughs> She was glaring, eye. but she was glaring yeah. not at me, at herself. Um, but, uh, you know, if you can overcome that and actually get up and make yourself something healthy, I guarantee, you know, you're going to feel that. Um, emotionally, but then also, as we mentioned a minute ago, health wise as well. Uh, if you prepare your own meals, you, especially if you're on like maybe a special diet, if you're diabetic, like I am, or if you are, uh, have to uh, avoid gluten or anything else like that, you can cook exactly what you need to cook. And that eases the anxiety of, you know, if you go out somewhere, having to worry about, well, they say this is gluten-free, but what if they don't know what that really means? Mm-hmm. You know, and what if they put something in here that is going to make me sick? Yeah. And I'll say depression too, because one of the things I've been struggling with lately because of the uh, Achilles tendonitis that I've had, mm-hmm. if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know, I love to work out. That's never been an issue for me, but this is one of the things that can feed into that healthy lifestyle that was making me happy Mm -hmm. uh, and I wasn't feeling down, but now I'm kind of sidelined. And so I'm really paying attention to my diet right now because I want to feel like I'm, I have some control, right? Exactly. All right. Now, just because you live alone, that doesn't mean, and I shouldn't say just because, because everybody, we talked about, this is not just about living alone, but just because you're either living alone or that you're the only vegetarian or vegan in your household, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go it alone. Like all of these meals just need to be for you. I mean, there are some amazing vegetarian and vegan foods out there that, or, or, and meals that, People don't even really care a lot of times that they don't have meat. I mean, right. as long as they're good. Right. 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 It's all about it's about the taste, the texture, the the smells. Um, and meat is not I think it's amazing how if you put something like that in front of somebody that is maybe vegetarian or even vegan, but if they I won't say don't know because, you know, you kind of have to be careful about hiding things with Yeah, like with tofu, allergies soy, and, things and all like that. that. I remember but, in that modern family where yeah, Cam had to change the bacon for soy bacon and his nephew had to be rushed to the right. emergency room. Um, but, you know, I think that if people a lot of times taste something, even if it doesn't have meat, if, if they taste it, they like the taste, they like the texture, they like the smell – it's not such a big deal that it's they're not eating meat at that meal. Yeah. And then also, you know, our tagline for Vegetarian Zen is happy body, healthy mind. 
right? Did yes. I get that right? <laughs> Sometimes I switch that. It took you so long to get that I right. know. Happy body, healthy mind. And when you eat wholesome meals, I mean, I think just overall, you feel happier, right? You know you're taking care of yourself. When your body feels good, your mind tends to feel good. I know that when I eat junk food, I just tend to feel lethargic and not as sharp mm-hmm. as when I'm eating like fruit for snacks or nuts for snacks and, you know, things like that. So I think just overall, mm-hmm. having healthy, wholesome meals can help you just feel happier. I agree. All right. Are we ready to get into some strategies then for how to do this? Let's do it. Okay. Well, so I think the most important thing, planning is essential. I mean, even more so, this even takes, cooking for one person takes more planning than if you're cooking for your entire family. Very true. It really, really does. Very true. That sounds counterintuitive, but it really is. Well, because... with you when yeah. I when I like I'm going out of town in a couple of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to be flying solo. You need to mm-hmm. start thinking about that. Yeah, right? what I'm going to eat, right? So planning is essential. Um, one of the best ways that we've found to plan, I mean, you know, old school is to just get a pad and a, a pen and write everything out and make your list and everything. But today's technology, there are so many amazing things out there to help you. And the one that we like the most is uh, it's a web-based application called Plan to Eat. I have done a lot of research out there on planning tools, and this to me is one of the easiest ones to use online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you know, we're going to spend a little bit of time kind of talking in more detail. You've heard us mention Plan to Eat. If you listen to us regularly, you've heard us mention it from time to time, but we haven't really gone into a whole lot of detail about what this does. What are the benefits of Plan to Eat? And so I want to take a little bit more time in this episode specifically because it's so important, you know, planning is so important for when you're cooking solo. And full disclosure, we do have a link to them on our site that is an affiliate link. So we are affiliates with them. But you should know, we started using it before we came became affiliates. Larissa and I are very much of the mindset that we never want to promote anything on our show or be affiliates, affiliates or or affiliated with any Mm -hmm. sort of product that we do not fully stand behind. So Mm -hmm. like I said, we started using this and I wanted to make sure that before we talked about it at all and promoted it at all, that we were very confident with, with the quality of the tool it was. Right. And it's very affordable too. It's very affordable. Yeah. It's uh, not outrageous. Right. Okay. So just a quick little overview. There's several sections on the plan to eat website. I mean, this website is really, really well done. Uh, So there's a recipe section, a planner section, and then a shopping list section, and then a couple other little features we'll talk about. But uh, the recipe section first. Yeah, the recipe section, what I really dig about this, and you you were talking about how it's affordable. Mm -hmm. First of all, how many cookbooks do you have (laughs) that are just laying around Mm -hmm. that you really are wasting because you're not using them? Uh, You know, you have to, if you're going to use from a cookbook, you need to insert the recipe into this planner. But then once you do it, it's in there, right? Mm -hmm. So you would have to do it that one time. But I mean, you know, you'd have to do that as opposed to your cookbook just sitting there on the shelf being Mm -hmm. wasted. Uh, The other thing is if you find a recipe online, now most of the recipes that I have found, you can simply just, there's like a little... um, there's an import. Uh, I import, import this recipe and it imports it into Plan to Eat for you. Mm-hmm. 
and even creates a grocery list from it. That's the feature I really like. That's one feature I loved. The other thing is, so once it's created in there, there's a calendar and you can just like drag and drop that recipe on there throughout the week. Yeah. So that's the next section. That's the planner section. But just a couple more things about the recipes is that they're sorted by course. So as you add recipes to your planner, I mean, to your uh, recipes um, section in the in plan to eat, they're sorted by course. So when you see your main recipes page, it starts out with, I think, appetizers and then it goes beverages and then breakfast and then you know so it's sorted that way you can also add tags to your recipes as you add recipes to the website you can tag them so you can filter later on on the left hand side there's a there's a menu a drop down menu that has all kinds of different filters so when you go to search your recipes if you're planning a weekend say you have um I don't know, lots and lots of broccoli that you got from the farmer's market because it was really, really fresh. So you can sort by ingredient or you can search by main ingredient. So you can put broccoli, you know, and it'll give you pull out all of your recipes that feature broccoli. Um, You can also sort by main uh, by title by time, like how long it'll take. So if you know, like on Wednesday night, you only have 45 minutes, you know, to get something cooked and on the table, and then you can pull up something that says 45 minutes or less. Yeah, and I want to be sure too that we're not just sounding like we're just plugging this tool. So there are other ways you could do it. You you could obviously just use like index cards mm-hmm. and maybe just have like Larissa was just saying those categories by index card and and right. maybe if it's a book that you're pulling from, just put the book name and the and the page number of the book to right. make it easier for you to find there too. Yeah, and I also use Evernote. I have tons of recipes in Evernote yeah. which I use. Evernote is a um, for anyone who's not familiar, Evernote is a It's a it's an online like notebook essentially mm-hmm. what yeah. it is and and there's a paid version and a free version and you still get a lot with the mm-hmm. free version. Yeah. But um yeah, you can do it that way too. The mm-hmm. only downside, of course, would be it's not just automatically creating a grocery list for mm-hmm. you and you don't have the calendar feature to be able to plug it in. Right. What I love is like on one day, like let's just say last night we had spaghetti and rolled eggplant, that, mm-hmm. that eggplant you made, very good recipe. It's a Weight Watchers recipe. Mm-hmm. But if we had leftovers, we could just put leftover like copy the card and put leftovers Mm -hmm. the next day so you're kind of it's helping you plan your meals right yeah so so in the calendar that you were talking about earlier it's when you pull up the planner section it's actually a daily calendar so it fills your screen and it's this awesome calendar and then on the left hand side is all of your recipes so then like like you were saying you just drag the recipe over to whatever day and whatever course i mean uh uh yeah, course. Yeah, course. So it, it, it's divided in each day on the calendar is divided into breakfast, lunch, supper. It's called supper <laughs> and snacks. So you just drag those and drop them wherever you want. And I mean, you can fill out if you if you're using just the recipes that you already have in your recipe section, you can fill out an entire week in 10 minutes. Easily. Easily. Yes. yes. The, the the thing that took me the most time when we first moved over to this was just finding so many recipes mm-hmm. and starting to upload those. Mm-hmm. And even if that doesn't take time, it was more of the researching of the recipes. Right. And now we belong to Weight Watchers again. So mm-hmm. we can, it does we work with Weight Watchers. We can put Weight Watchers in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Using the import from the Weight Watchers website, which is awesome. Um, the other thing that you can do is you can rearrange, you can duplicate, and you can delete recipes really, really fast. So, for example, if uh, if you want, if you just want to have the same menu each day of the week, every week, 
So Monday, you have the same thing for breakfast, same thing for lunch, same thing for dinner on every Monday for a month. You can, you can, you can um, duplicate an entire Monday. Mm-hmm. So then you just hate say duplicate and you drag it down to the next Monday and the next Monday and the next Monday, you know, and, I mean, it's so fast. I, I don't know, but you may even be able to duplicate an entire week. And then that way you just do it three times and you're done for the month. Yeah. All right. So we talked about the recipe section. Mm-hmm. We talked about the plant. We talked to, shopping uh, list about the next. plant. Yeah. The shopping list is a really cool feature. Now here's what I love about the shopping list. Cause if you do this manually, and you just have a list of ingredients. Sometimes you forget what stuff <laughs> it's for. That. I'm like, what like, was why this did I garlic buy this? for? <laughs> this is a weird thing to buy. What is this for? <laughs> so uh, what I like about it is it not only does it create the shopping list for you, but then it tells you which recipe it was for. So right. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it assigns each recipe a letter. So yeah. like A, B, C. And then on the shopping list, you just look at it and it says, you know, so ricotta cheese is for recipe A and recipe F, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. then super, super easy. Yeah. If you already have an ingredient in your refrigerator, in your pantry, you just hit the little trash can button next to it and it deletes it. So obviously, if you're doing that manually, you just want to, it's a good idea to do that just so you don't forget, Yeah. Uh, just write it on your list because that can be very confusing. Yeah. And before we, before we had this, that when I would plan recipes and I didn't, I didn't do it all the time, but you know, when I would sit down and like plan a week's worth, I would actually do that. I would get a piece of paper or notebook and a pen and I would write, you know, Monday. Okay. So each recipe that I wanted to do. So Monday's dinner, Tuesday's dinner, and then on a separate page or like on the back of that, I would write, okay, what do I need to buy for each recipe? Yeah. And I would have to do that. So you can see where that takes a long time yeah. to, to do. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. So what are some other features? Okay. So there's two things that are really cool. One is the friends feature. And I mean, any, you know, everything has a social component now, which I think is awesome. I do too. Cause you, it makes you feel like, like the Fitbit, yeah. you know, when we were, when I was mm-hmm. able to walk a little bit more before the tendonitis, mm-hmm. I, it was so much fun having friends that are in different parts of the country yeah. that we were having these like challenges walking challenges and, yeah. with. Yeah, that yeah. was really cool. So this one has a friends feature as well. So you can connect with other plant to eat users. So for example, if um, we, we have our account, you know, of course we share one. And then if, if one of our listeners, you guys have your account, you know, you could send us a friend request or the other way around and we could hook up on plan to eat. And then we could see each other's, uh, you know, you pick your permissions, what you want people to see, but we could share recipes. We could share like entire planner planners. I mean, that's awesome. It's really cool. So look us up. Do we yeah. have a do we have an ID or something? Um, I'll have to look up at it, it in the show notes. Yeah. So if we have uh, an ID or something. But uh, and then the other thing that's really cool, and we haven't really used this, I need to to look at it. Is there's a freezer option? See, I like this, and I had this idea. Remember, I talked to you a little bit about something like this. Where, yeah. For like so the app. freezer option is to is to keep track of what is in your freezer. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell you how many times. Well, like even when the grocery list spits out, if it says frozen green beans or something <laughs> like that, it's like, uh, do we have that? You know, right. and so it can keep track right. of that for you. Yeah. And then the other thing is uh, when you do, if you do cook in bulk, which is something that we'll be talking about uh, coming up here, if you make a, a really big lasagna and, you know, you only eat two pieces during the week, you freeze the rest, you can put that recipe notes, you know, and drag that into your freezer. 
in your, oh, your virtual that's freezer. that's really cool. You know, okay. so you can say, okay, I've got four portions or, or four four meals worth of lasagna. Yeah, and so then we hadn't used up. that before. So that's good. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that was... Uh, yeah, so then when you're doing your planner, was, you just drag it from your freezer, your virtual freezer, mm-hmm. over to your planner. Oh, that's awesome. Super cool. All right, so that is plan to eat. Uh, in a nutshell, there's so much functionality to it. But, you know, and, and like we said, the reason we wanted to kind of go more in depth is because planning is really, really essential. Yeah, and, you know, again, full disclosure, we're not perfect at it. No. We don't consistently do it, but we do it much more consistently now that yeah. it's so much easier right. than when we had to take out the notebook and write everything out. And Larissa and I would be at the table with stacks of, of <laughs> books, books. <laughs> or yeah. one of us looking online for stuff and printing that out. So it's just a, it, that was a big hassle. So yeah. we're not perfect by any means, but we are much more consistent than we used to be, and which now, is really critical when right. in cases like when I'll be leaving out of town, I really worry about you. And how you eat when I'm yeah when I do too you're out of ta- when too. I'm out of town because yeah. nine times out of ten I when I call you you haven't pizza. even thought about it yeah <laughs> so okay all right so so planning um, before the beginning of the week is important too you don't want to you don't want to get to like Monday night and then sit down and say okay well what am I going to do for meals for this week it's better to do it ahead so maybe on Saturday you know plan for the following week or Sunday that's something that we've done on Sunday a lot is plan oh, for I'm going to put you on the hook here real quick. I want to put you on the hook because when we record next Saturday, uh-huh. uh, that will be, let's see, today is Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Now we're recording on Halloween. Uh, but next Saturday will be the Saturday before I go out of town. Oh, so I'm going so to write down here. plan my week. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the I'm going to put you on the hook in public Me here. Me my big mouth. <laughs> to say... We're going to check up on you next week, on next Saturday. That's one of the, going to be one of the updates. I'm going to say, Larissa, did yes. you plan the week, yes, Tuesday ma'am. through Friday? Yes, ma'am. And I'm gone. <laughs> Rats. Okay, so everybody right. help me help her be accountable all for this. Right, all right, all right. <laughs> and okay. cereal is not an option. all right so so yeah planning before the beginning before the week starts so look at your schedule um on on saturday or sunday maybe look at your schedule for the upcoming week and figure out how much time you will actually have to prepare meals i mean if you're gonna have a super busy week if you when you go to work, you know, you've got late meetings, you know, Monday through Thursday, and you won't be home until later. And, or you're just going to be really tired, because you're going to be really busy. Um, Then maybe cook, plan to cook a few complete meals on the weekend that you can kind of have reheated throughout the week. Yes, that's a great idea. And you can just like you said, either freeze some or if Mm -hmm. they're things that are pretty, um, resilient that will last you the whole <laughs> resilient sounds like rubber <laughs> well i mean they won't be yeah, like right. all disgusting not by gonna get thursday soggy right right uh then then you can just leave them in your refrigerator mm-hmm. right so yeah and then if you have if you know you're you've got a light week and you'll have some extra time you want to you know maybe spend a little time during the week doing a little bit of cooking then maybe on the weekend just bulk cook some of the components that'll go in your recipes like rice uh, make a double batch of rice make some pasta make some other grains some vegetable things like that and then you can kind of use those throughout the week in recipes throw some veggies in there throw Mm -hmm. some yeah you can that's very um versatile right so let's talk a little bit more about cooking in bulk then okay so what else let's see um 
So we talked about components. Uh huh. And oh. we talked about things. Okay. Well, you want to talk about things that freeze well? Yeah. All yes. right. So casseroles. Mm-hmm. Now, um, let's see. What types of casseroles are we have we been experimenting with lately? I know you made something that had like a brown rice. Oh, uh, no, no. It was the macaroni and mm-hmm. broccoli Yeah, the macaroni recipe. and broccoli. That would freeze well. That was really good. Uh, that's and a, we used that for several lunches. Gosh, we ate that. It made eight. Um, it's a Weight Watchers recipe and it made Seven eight points. servings. Yeah. <laughs> and it made eight servings. So we had four different meals worth. You yeah. Know, one one yeah. serving each for both of us. So that was four different meals. And we actually ate all of it. We didn't freeze it. But it would have frozen, frozen very well. Very well. Um, casserole. Yeah. So like maybe an enchilada casserole or even enchiladas you could probably mm-hmm. freeze. Well, and the ca- the macaroni and cheese is one that we said was that was the uh, that was pretty resilient. <laughs> yeah. Because we didn't have to freeze it or anything. It just stayed really well in the refrigerator. Right. Uh soups and stews, especially with winter coming up, vegetable soup. I usually when I make vegetable soup, I'll make a giant pot and you're not extremely fond of vegetable soup. I've gotten more fond of it. Yours is really good. Thanks. So. Thanks. <laughs> uh you know, I used to, back when we before we were vegetarians, I made beef stew and of course now we don't use real beef anymore but you can still make some really good stews using the the faux meats yeah and those would freeze really well chili is another one that whenever i make chili i usually end up making like a whole lot of chili yeah and you know last time though i made it a couple weeks ago and we ate gosh almost all of it Mm -hmm. but that would freeze really well and then i make cornbread on the side and i usually make like the little cornbread muffins and those even freeze well so you could freeze you could make chili Freeze individual portions of chili and then also freeze the cornbread. And then there's like a whole meal. Just thaw that out and there you go. Yeah. And another thing to think about when you're cooking for one is for fresh food. So for salad ingredients, think about like bagged organic greens. That'll save you some time. And then also when you're choosing things like tomatoes, the cherry tomatoes, they're the grape tomatoes, right? Is that the what little ones? Yeah. yeah, the little probably are better than having to cut a big one because the big one gets all mushy when you cut it and then you have to put it back into the refrigerator. Right. So the little um like the little, the little containers of yeah, cherry tomatoes mm-hmm. or grape tomatoes. Yeah. Now, with the tomatoes though, I always look for organic on those mm-hmm. because like grapes, the tomatoes have a very thin skin mm-hmm. and yeah. can be susceptible to taking in a lot of pesticides. Right, right. Okay. Okay, go ahead. So if if you shop weekly, for talking still about fresh foods, you can buy produce that has a shorter shelf life. Well, you know, shelf life in quotes. So things like bananas, strawberries, summer squash, and things like that, that won't last as long. Yeah. And I would still say, though, you want to plan it out Mm -hmm. because like, for example, bananas is one that I do, in a sense, shop for one for because you don't like bananas. bananas. So I have to think about, okay, I don't want to just buy 30. Yeah. (laughs) But I also want to make sure that I at least have because I usually eat one a day. Those Mm -hmm. are a good snack for me. And there's zero Weight Watchers points. So um, I will have those there on on, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I plan those like one a day or something. Right. You know, one quick tip about bananas before we move on. If you do buy more than you end up eating, when they start to to turn, what we do is I just go ahead and peel them. Always peel them first before you do this. I learned this the hard way. I didn't and she got mad at me. (laughs) Um, Peel it and then just break it into chunks 
stick it in a freezer bag, put it in your freezer, and then that is good for smoothies. Yes. She got mad at me because I didn't peel it first. If you ever have stuck a banana in the freezer without peeling it, and then you take it out, it's a nightmare. Yeah. You end up cutting off the peel with a knife. And then you have like nothing but a little sliver of banana left. <laughs> uh, you could also do that with strawberries. You know, with strawberries, you kind of have to freeze them more on the fresh end, you uh -huh. know, because you don't want mushy frozen strawberries. Uh so that's if you if you do shop weekly. If you can't get to the store or the market every week, stick to buying heartier produce. So for fruits, things like apples um, or citrus, things like for vegetables, winter squash that will last longer. Potatoes, where if you keep them stored, you know, cold, they'll last longer or, you know, cool. And then if you do have a local farmer or local market that you go to or a farmer's market, <laughs> uh Check that for smaller quantities. So sometimes they'll even sell you smaller quantities than mm -hmm. that. At, at times they'll have like big little, they'll have like big little, big <laughs> they'll little. have back, they'll have bushels of things mm -hmm. out there, but they might sell you something. Right. Smaller. Because they want to sell their yeah. stuff. It's yeah. not like, you know, everything is pre bagged like it is at the store where you have to buy a bag of, you know, right. Three pounds of apples where if you go to a farmer's market, they just want to sell their stuff. Right. So if so you just, really just say, I really only need like three stalks of celery, mm -hmm. you know, you have a better chance of buying three stalks of celery. Yeah, because they'd rather not take it back with them. Mm -hmm. All right. So use what you have first, mm -hmm. right? That's a big thing. Yes. Um, especially if you do find that you bought something because, oh, it looks really good, it's on sale, and oh, I got really zealous and enthusiastic when I went to the farmer's market and I bought six eggplants because they're so pretty. And then <laughs> and they're not so pretty uh, two weeks later. In the refrigerator. <laughs> the refrigerator. Exactly. So, what yeah. was this? <laughs> so go through your, your, go through your, your pantry, and, and I say pantry, I'll, I'll I'll mention that in a minute, but go through your refrigerator and your freezer on a regular basis. And if you do have stuff in there that you know needs to be used, then look for recipes specifically to use that. Um, and also pantry, because if you have dry goods, if you have staples, I mean, those do have pasta does have an expiration date, mm -hmm. you know, so and so does rice. And so check those regularly. And if you find that you have a thing of rice that's expiring, and there's still half of a container left, then go ahead and cook it and then use it throughout the week in recipes. Excellent. All right. Well, hopefully this has given you guys some good tips for cooking for one and that you feel a little bit more empowered in taking this on. Uh, so what's our recipe of the week, Larissa? Well, I'm going to do a list. Uh, I'm, you know, I've been becoming more fond of curating lists recently. So I think I will curate a list of vegetarian and vegan recipes for one. What I like about curating lists too, though, is it kind of caters to a variety of tastes, right. right? So if we have one recipe, while well, it might be awesome and it's great to share. It's also great to share and we try to share these lists because we know that some of these take different times to cook and mm -hmm. then people like certain things and don't like certain things. Right. So this is why we we like sharing lists from time to time as well. Absolutely. Right, All right. Quote? The quote this week, I cannot pronounce this dude's name. So you're going to have to pronounce <laughs> He's his a name. French actor. His name is Gerard Depardieu. See, and I would not do that very well. Mm -hmm. Okay. The quote is, cooking is not difficult. Everyone has taste, even if they don't realize it. Even if you're not a great chef, there's nothing to stop you from understanding the difference between what tastes good and what doesn't. <laughs> That's for sure. That's pretty common sense, yeah. 
Bananas are awful. Uh, bananas are awesome, and so are avocados. Avocados are blah. Uh, <laughs> like one of the best sources of healthy fats is avocado. That may be, but they taste like dirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's our question of the week? Question. Are you cooking awesome vegetarian and vegan meals for one? If you are, let us know your best tips. Yeah. And so either recipes or, you know, what tips you have for just cutting, like maybe making a bigger recipe. Maybe uh, you make make meals for your family that do have some meat because mm-hmm. your family is not vegetarian or vegan. But then how you adjust for that mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Maybe you have some of those to share as well. Yep. Okay. Well, I think that does it for our episode this week. Again, today we are recording on Halloween, so we are in. We are. You're actually listening to this in the future. Future. But uh, we hope you had a happy Halloween. Right. So, uh, to to comment on uh, the question of the week or to get all the resources for this episode, go out to vegetarian uh, forward slash one two five vegetarianzen.com. Oh, is that what I what Yeah, he I said vegetarian.com. <laughs> forward slash 125. There you go. go and ahead. just like that, Mr. Jake Ryan comes in to tell us we are done All right. for today. So until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.